0: Is it petty that McKinnon's new deal is 0.1 million more than Connor McDavid?
1: You know what? That was the exact word I was thinking about. Petty. Like, I wasn't sure what how we were going to describe it. But I, I don't know if it's petty or if it's just ego, right? Like, I want to be the highest paid player, but I don't want to hurt my team's chances. So I'll just go over a, by 100K.
0: At the same time, I find that hilarious, though. <laughs> it is. Like, like, yeah, it's just hilarious. I'm fine with that. And if I, in the sense that I don't care if it's petty. It's just hilarious.
1: I think it would be more fun if it was, like, a dollar
0: more. Like, like, I think if it was a dollar I think that's just too obvious, though. That's too obvious. You got to be, like, somewhat, like, not that bad. And you were that obvious, it looks really bad on you though, does it not?
1: It does. Um, so for people who don't didn't know, uh Nathan McKinnon recently signed a nice extension with the uh, Colorado Avalanche. I think it was one in the making, like from the very since the offseason started. But uh, he signed an eight-year extension at a twelve point six million, full new movement clause. Um funny enough, it's exactly double what he's making this season from his uh, sweetheart contract that he signed back in uh, 2016. So, um, you know what? Maybe, like, as funny as it is, it's a like 100000 Maybe he just wants to, like, double what he was making. So maybe it's not as, you know, as petty as what we're thinking.
0: Yeah, maybe we're just overreacting.
1: <laughs> now, I think um, Austin Matthews' contract is the next big
0: when I think that's coming up. Like- oh my god! Can we not like, like the thing is, I don't like it that like they've already like started with this.
1: Like, is he gonna go twelve six three four 0, zero 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 as his uh, AAV to keep it petty?
0: <laughs> so here's the thing, though. It's just like he has another year left, right?
1: I want to say he has two years left. Like, I think his uh, contract, it ends, I believe, in 2024, 2025. That's when he's a UFA. So, like, he's the next big fish, I think, that's coming on the market.
0: But that's what I'm saying, though, right? It's already, already talking about this?
1: Well, it's not that early, right? Like, consider, like, in one year, he would be eligible to sign an extension. So, like, I think, like, one year out, it's still, like, kind of, Maybe yeah, it's a little bit early, but it's not as early as I think what you're thinking.
0: But like, let's let's be honest here. If he doesn't, like how don't put this, if he doesn't sign a contract by like this time next year, this is all the media is going to be talking about, right?
1: Well, yeah. And I think because you saw guys like Gaudreau and Kachuk, right? You know, if the, if when a guy, like, lets their contract run down to, like, the very end, and it gets you free agency, right? Like, suddenly, they might be tempted. They're like, oh, you know, like, I just want to see what's out there. And then they realize, oh, this is what I can get out there. Like, maybe this is the time to move. So, like, I can see, like, if you don't get an extension done by, like, training camp, then it's, like, seeing what's happened in recent times, we know, like, the likelihood of them leaving is even more, right? Like, I, I, that's why I think it's, well, I don't think it's the same case with, like, Zegras, but, like, um like, Zgris is. it's been noted that, like, they're not going to, if, you know, by the season's start, if they don't have an extension, they're just going to play without an extension. He's an RFA, different thought, but, like, I think Goudreau's just that perfect example, right? Like, a guy first time testing free agency, you know, kind of was synonymous with Calgary, and then you know he made it to free agency like they couldn't get an extension done and you know he walked and ended up in Columbus
0: man like it's just going to be exhausting like especially for especially for like how do i put this fans that are not fans of these teams it must be exhausting is it not
1: i i think so like i mean like if you're watching like any canadian sports channel like that's gonna be like there'll be like a segment every week on like oh what's matthew's next contract situation and then you know it's gonna be clickbait as well like oh these are the top five potential places that matthews can go if he makes free agency right like i think it's just gonna be it's easy content and easy clickbait but i think you know like for you, right? Like you won't get to hear about your LA Kings at all because they're just going to be talking about Matthew's next contract.
0: Yeah, like I would like attention too. But like it's just exhausting cuz you're just like if you're okay, if you're a fan of the Toronto Maple Leafs, you want to just be like on top of what's going on. That's exhausting, is that not? Just to be like, "Oh, I I have to see like what's going on all the time." Like that's just exhausting.
1: Yeah. But well, that's why uh, here at the Bag of Pucks podcast, we talk about a lot of other teams besides Toronto because we don't cheer for Toronto. We, apparently, we cheer for two other teams. Um, I will bring it up though that Anze Kopitar's deal ends at the same time as the Austin Matthews deal, so maybe the LA shut up, shut United, up, shut up. They might get some play in the sense that LA is gonna. be like, Oh, we have cap space. Let's sign Austin Matthews, right? And we'll we'll bring on uh, Kopitar on like a sweetheart deal, like a. He'll be 37 by then. Like, maybe he won't sign for, he'll sign like a Patrice Bergeron deal, like $4 million And, you know, they'll uh, they, it would be a pretty good deal, wouldn't
0: it? I'm already exhausted hearing that.
1: All right, fine. We'll, 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 we'll talk about something else. So let's start the show proper, shall we?
0: You're listening to the Bag of Pugs podcast, part of the National Podcast Network.
1: And we are back. So, as our, as someone who's lived in the great white north of Winnipeg, can you tell us a little bit about this Winnipeg situation where Blake Wheeler was stripped of his captaincy?
0: So, there were rumors that it's a pretty, like, fractured room, right? And I think the people who believed that were, how do I put it? They felt just they felt that they were right when they saw uh, Paul Maurice left right, and I think the exact thing that Paul Maurice said was that it was when they stopped listening to you that was when it started getting concerning, right? Um, and I think that what he's trying to say when he does that is saying, "Hey, look." the room's not really listening to me <laughs> anymore. Right. And I don't know, like they're in there. So, you know what I, my feelings are on the Minnesota wild, right. Mm-hmm. Where it's just like, they're just kind of like a bubble team. They're here and there. And I don't think, I don't think the Winnipeg Jets get enough flack. Cause they're kind of like a bubble team as well. And I, I think that's the issue, right. It was just like, kind of like, kind of stagnated. And I think it comes down to they didn't really make any moves either this year. If you notice that?
1: Yeah, I think well when they what was it, twenty seventeen where they made it to like the conference finals and we thought like, oh, they're gonna be a contender, they kind of never reached those highs ever again and then they ended up being that bubble team that you talked about. And like I, I like yeah, you mentioned like in terms of moves. Like I'm just looking at their roster. Like their biggest ad was like what Sam gagne
0: Yeah, right. And like, you haven't done much. And I think Blake Wheeler is not played well. I guess he has played well. I think he was just hurt. <laughs> right, durability is an issue with him. The last couple of years, he's played well when he plays, but if you look at it, he's not. He's Remain a very good offensive player at his advanced stage. The defensive stats are where there's a bit more concern, and I think it just comes down to that. I think they just needed a new voice in the locker room. I don't know who gets the C. Like I think most years you would say Mark Scheifele does, but somehow I don't know. I still I still remember him. Destroying. Um, who's that? Who's the Habs defenseman? Oh, you know, it was not a Habs defenseman. It was Jake Evans on the MPN. Jake Evans. Sorry, yeah, him. Him destroying Jake Evans. And I, I don't know if that's the the message they want to give right now. Is it a Ealers? But I don't know. Right? There's just no strong personality in that room. There you want as a captain.
1: Well, I've heard like Adam Lowry's name mentioned a couple of times, but like I don't agree like i agree with you like that mark shifley probably isn't the guy he's to me i feel like well like i mean first off i don't think they're going to name a captain i think this year is going to be a year where they play with just alternates but to me i get this vibe that blake wheeler and mark shifley are kind of like their their own little leadership group and they're kind of like I don't know. It feels like those two are like in their own little world and the rest of the team is trying to like, you know, be like a team. But these two guys are just, you know, it seems to be like they're almost like, I don't know, like they think like the team should be based on them and they don't consider everyone, anyone else as part of their team.
0: Can I ask why you feel that way? Because that's a very bold statement, right?
1: Like to me... It I, I get this feeling that, like, we hear a lot from Mark Shifley, I think. He's a very vocal guy. Like, every time, you know, something happens, I think we always get a soundbite from Mark Shifley. But I get the sense, like, Mark Shifley feels like a like a little brother to, like, Wheeler, where Shifley thinks everything that Wheeler does is correct and that everyone should follow Wheeler. And it, I've never hear him say anything, like, positive about the team overall it's always like whatever Wheeler says he's going to like reiterate I don't know if you ever get that sense but like it seems to me like once Wheeler and if like Wheeler and Sheffley left I think this team would be able to create back its own identity like an overall team identity and not like I feel like Wheeler and Sheffley are still stuck in the past where they think like you know this is you know their team which it, it kind of is but it's no longer that
0: yeah no, I I think that's I think that's fair, um, like the team. I think what you give it maybe two more years and you consider blowing it up, right? Like two years, you have Wheeler off the book, Shifley off the book, Hallabuck off the books, right? Like he's gonna get paid, right? And then on the defense, you know, Demel's off the book, Dylan's off the book, and then maybe give another year after that, right? Schmidt and Pianka off the books. Like they have money, like they This is a team I don't see it often enough like this is this is a team that could retool easily in two years, right
1: yeah, like i I don't know in terms of if they have any like a long term piece on this team that like they're gonna build around like like they I don't think yeah, like they would have to retool because they haven't drafted like because they've been that bubble team right, so they haven't had that franchise cornerstone. And for a little while, like they've got good, you know, contending pieces, but not that franchise cornerstone yet. So uh, I I agree with you on that. Like they they could definitely blow it up in two, three years.
0: Like I think it comes down to that, right? Like it Paul Maurice stepped down because he felt like he couldn't get through to this team. I'm I'm suspicious if Rick Bonus can, I'll be honest with you.
1: I think it's a big, it's a bold move to strip a guy's captaincy as the new coach. I think like that's like a, like, like if we, when we talk about Philly and like that being like a huge thing, bring towards to like reset the culture. I think bringing in Rick Bonus is almost like a similar effect. Like, to, like just, it's like, it's like coming in. Like if you're, if like a new manager was hired and they immediately stripped the, like the title off the lead guy in your department, like that's, that's like a big baller move. Like it's almost like he's asserting his dominance, but at the same time, I, that's not a Rick bonus thing. I think that's like Rick being like, Hey, like like we need to be a play as a team. Like let's, we, I know there's a leadership core, but you know, we need to like work as a team here now. So I, I wonder if that's his sense, but maybe also from a management standpoint, they're saying like, okay, like we're, we need to turn a new leaf, you know, Wheeler and Ch- Wheeler is not going to be like our, leader for our next contention period so we need to you know start thinking about the future
0: yeah i think yeah like it comes down to it it's just i don't see anything changed here that's worth it you know what i mean
1: like i think they're in a similar case case with philly where they're like okay maybe we have the right players but we're not deploying them correctly or we're not you know, these guys aren't working in as a team that we want them to. So we're going to try a different approach. And if it doesn't work well with a new coach, then we're going to start, you know, taking the team apart. So I think they're giving it one last shot. I mean, bonuses, I think he only signed a two-year deal. So it's not like a long-term thing. But, like, I see a similar sense with the torts thing where, like, they're bringing him to figure out what the problem is, try to reset the culture and see if, you know, with the new coach can they get something new from this team
0: so here's this it's a two year deal a lot of the guys and their contracts in two years is this a you do well with signing a new deal or you don't do well enough we bring in a new guy and they have a clean slate to do to do whatever they want to do with
1: is this about bonus
0: no just involve a bonus where it's like you know shovel the off can go hey you know what two years this hasn't worked out bonuses we don't re- re-sign bonus and whichever coach they bring in has a new slate to work with
1: yeah no i, I agree with that like like that train of thought like that's where i think this team is looking right they've got two three years left to see what they have and if they don't have it then they can just restart again so no i i think that's that that must be like a similar train of thought with you know what shovel day off where i mean he might not even be there i would say like he's kind of been there since the very beginning i do think they also need a new voice up at the very top as well so like i would be surprised if shovel day off is still there after two years you don't think so no I, like like when you look at like i know the central is one of the maybe easier divisions but like they, they, they're they more on a downturn and I think a lot of the other teams like Colorado's on the upswing St. Louis is kind of always going to be there Minnesota's a little bit on the upswing Nashville's going be, to be there Like I, I just don't see the Jets reaching the heights that are going to be necessary for Shovel day off to keep his job
0: you know I could see that but also I think at the end of the day I think they've been pretty happy with what they've tasked him to do. Uh,
1: Maybe, but, like, he, like just being status quo, I quo, I think is not the greatest option to me. Like, I don't, know, I don't know. Like, I remember, like, we always talk, like, we've always heard, right? Shovel Day Off's always been kind of, like, quiet. Like, busy. Like, when you're supposed to make moves, Shovel Day Off is always just keeps things the same. He won't make any big moves or anything like that. I mean, he did make a couple big moves at some trade deadlines where he traded his first rounders and they always
0: end up backfiring, but
1: I don't don't know. I I would say
0: like, for example, like last year, I think it was a very good offseason for the for the, the Jets in the sense of they identified a need, which was defense and they took steps to solidify it in the sense of they brought in Schmidt they brought in Dylan. They kept Demello. Like, that's three players of your six.
1: Yeah, but did did this? Did any of those three really help the team? Like, in, in my opinion, like it seemed like obviously like, depth scoring was a big thing, but I think defense was also a problem. I guess they brought in all these guys, but they didn't improve as much as like the. Assets that they had to put into
0: getting these guys in terms of like the cap. But I think that would also be, you can, I, I guess, it's very hard to judge. I think judging GM, I think it's hard in the sense of, yeah, it's what they produce, but these, these like moves were very good moves at that time.
1: Yeah, I think on paper they were great. The execution wasn't there, but I mean, like, we've got a new coach. Maybe things are going to be different. Maybe we're going to hear like, it's it's hopefully it's gonna be like a different voice or at least there's gonna be more voices in the dressing room, and I wonder if the Jets can kind of rebound because like I think on paper they still like a, they still look like a good team like maybe the like their depth is gonna be challenged and you know can Hellebuck have like a bounce back but like I, I if you look at this team like I'm still pretty happy with what they have like it's a, it, it would be like a decent. it'll be like a play- team that's going to fight for a playoff spot
0: mm-hmm. i don't know i think this is a a team that underestimated it and i think they looked at it and went you know what this team underperformed and to a degree the leadership of the team is responsible to a degree
1: yeah no i, I agree and you know, this kind of brings up something for me. Like, I was always trying to think. Like, before Blake Wheeler, who was the previous captain of the Winnipeg Jets? Can you remember off the top of your head? Before Blake Wheeler, uh, give me a hint. Uh, he currently is. He's actually still playing in the NHL, actually, right now. Ooh. <sighs> oh, actually, should...
0: oh, Andrew Ladd.
1: Yeah, Andrew Ladd, like. Like some of these guys have been captains for so long, and we've had like a couple of new captains. So I thought, you know, we're we're kind of like a chill, chill episode. I, I mean, training camps just started, and really, there's a lot of training camps that we would have to be watching out for. And I think maybe we'll save that for another episode. But I thought, why not today? We let's we all know who the current captains are, but do we know who the captain was before them? So we're gonna play a little bit of trivia here.
0: Oh my god! All right.
1: We'll only do 30 teams because I think Seattle and Vegas have only had the one and only captains. But, and we're also concerned the fact, right? Like, you know, a team's like Anaheim. Let's like, We'll start with Anaheim, right? Like, they technically don't have a captain, but the previous captain was Ryan Getzlaff, which was last year. But who's the captain before Ryan Getzlaff?
0: I want to say Scott Niedermeyer.
1: Yeah, you're right. Scott Niedermeyer.
0: I was like, is it our team with Solana? I'm like, I don't think it's our team with Solana, Scott Niedemar.
1: Well, yeah, you have to think of, it, like, some of these guys have been captains for so long that, like, I don't know. It, it's interesting. The like, last
0: captain's in the Hall of Fame already?
1: Yeah. Um. Uh, how about, like, if you look at Arizona, right? Like, Ekman Larson was their last named captain. Didn't play cap with the captain this year, but who was the captain before Ekman Larson? Is it Shane Doan? Yeah, Shane Doan. Another guy, I don't know if he's a Hall of Famer, but, like, Again, like he's, he's a really, Hall,
0: he's a he's a Coyotes Hall of Famer, not a hockey Hall of Famer.
1: Yeah, like he's uh my number needs to be retired, uh, and in, in the rafters. like very soon, type of uh, yeah. player. Uh, Boston, this is actually kind of relevant, right? Patrice Bergeron's the captain, but I think we all know who the previous captain was Big Z, yeah, who uh retired at the age of 45, uh, signed a one day contract with Boston, which I. I think it was really good. Like, I I think more people need to sign these one day contracts. Like, to me, it just makes sense.
0: I think, it, but you do it all the time. It Ruins the luster of it. You know what I mean?
1: It 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 does a little bit. Um, we'll keep moving on. We're 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 having a nice chill Friday night episode here. Um, Jack. Yeah, our Fridays are
0: just wild. You know. <laughs>
1: yes. Yes. We're we're, we're old people. Um, Jack Eichel was the most recent Buffalo captain, but who was the p- captain before Jack Eichel?
0: Ooh. No, it's Brian Gionda It's, um, oh, it's like, oh, uh, it's not, I know, it's it's not Airhoff, it's, it was not like a star player. It was like a role player.
1: Well, you already mentioned his name, so I, I guess I should give it to you. It was Brian Gianda. Oh, was it? I think you were thinking about Craig Rivet.
0: Yeah, oh yes. Totally, yeah.
1: Yeah, no, I think he I think Craig Revey was before Gianta. Um Calgary. Mark Gianno Giordano was the most recent captain there, but who was the captain before him?
0: Aginla? Drum Aginla. Yeah.
1: Did Aginla ever sign a one day contract with Calgary? Like I was thinking Yeah, I'm pretty sure he did. I'm pretty
0: sure he did. Like, a lot of these, like, franchise icons, they're the ones who sign the one-day contracts, right?
1: Yeah, they, they, which, yeah, they should. I think it's just, it's just like, a nice way to kind of end it off, so.
0: Yeah, like, if, like, you know, 37, we bring it back to the Kings, right? Anzi Kopernik goes to a different team, and he plays one year and retires, a la Joe Thornton. Yeah, the Kings are going to bring him back on a one-day deal, so he can retire as a King.
1: Yeah, is Joe Thornton going to do that, do you think?
0: No, I think if he if he stayed in Boston his entire career except for Toronto, maybe, or if he was drafted by, you know, the the Sharks, maybe. Like you just gotta save that for like a, just like one team type of guy. You know what I mean?
1: Well, I mean you look at Jerome McGinley, right? Drafted by Dallas, played in LA, like he played in Boston, played in Pittsburgh, played in Colorado. So like he he went he went around after his time in Calgary, so. I mean, I still think Joe Thornton signs that one day contract still. It just depends on when he decides to retire. Yeah. All right, Carolina. This one's a little weird one because Jordan Stahl is the captain, but I remember there was that weird period where Stahl and Falk were both captains and, like, one more on the road, one more at home. But who was, like, the last captain before those two?
0: It wasn't Rod the Bod, was it?
1: No, it wasn't.
0: Oh, Eric Stahl.
1: Uh, no, actually. It wasn't Eric It's It was actually a little bit more recent than you think.
0: No, I don't know who it is.
1: So, so I mentioned the stahl Falk experiment. So, that was in 2017-2018. But in between, so the year after, 2018-2019, they signed a good old 37-year-old Justin Williams and gave him the captaincy. Oh, right. I forgot about that. Really weird one. I don't know how that kind of happened, but it happened somehow um next we'll go to chicago we're just in case you haven't won you've been curious we have just been getting in alphabetical order because that's how i did my prep um jonathan taves who's been captain in chicago for what seems forever um our entire living career uh sorry, our lives not living career that's a weird word um so chicago who was the captain before jonathan taves
0: uh oh that's way back i don't know
1: um, it's kind of weird because they had dual captains. It was Adrian O'Coin and Martin Lapointe.
0: Jeez, what year was this?
1: Two oh oh six oh seven. 7 Because, I
0: like, guess, I remember Jonathan Tate was a very young captain. Kind of like Landeskog now.
1: Yeah. I know. Yeah. I, I think, like, him, Crosby, and Landeskog were all, like, I think they're, like, one, two, three in, like, youngest captains ever.
0: Yeah, it's not like that.
1: Uh, speaking about Mr. Gabe, uh, who was the Colorado captain before Gabe?
0: Uh, I want to say like Eric Johnson, but it's not.
1: (laughs) Uh, no, it's not Eric Johnson. I have no clue. Uh, Milan Heyduke. Jeez, that's a name
0: I have not heard in
1: so long. Uh, I I like Milan Milan Heyduke. He was like a career abs for me, but, you know, he was always, you know, not the top guy right like he was always second fiddle to someone else but good player all the same uh columbus boone jenner is the captain who was the captain before him
0: rick nash
1: uh no there was a guy in between that i don't know uh currently plays for the boston bruins uh nick felino
0: oh right
1: it's only been a year, my friend <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> all right, Dallas, uh, good old Jamie Ben is the captain there, but who was the captain before Jamie Ben? <laughs> no clue he's he's a classic guy, like a guy that like when you hear his name, you know him,
0: like it's not Mike Medano but like
1: no, it was right after Mike Medano there was this guy, like he was like. I wouldn't call him the quintessential uh, star, but, you know, he was a guy that was kind of synonymous with the stars.
0: More than Mike Medano?
1: Ah, uh, kind of. Like, he, he was kind of like, he, he reminds me of a Dustin Brown. No clue. War number 10? No clue. Brendan Morrow?
0: <laughs> oh, my God, yes. Brendan Morrow.
1: Classic guy, I think. Every every. Every Dallas captain has just been a
0: guy that you just did not want to play against. Oh, yeah. You know, grit. Yeah, let me look like
1: before Mike McDowell was only the captain for two years because before that it was Darian Hatcher, a Kinetic guy you don't want to play. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. Uh, we'll go next to Detroit. So Dylan Larkins, the current captain. They had quite a few years where they didn't have a captain. So it's kind of sem- pretty easy to know who was the captain for that. For what team? Detroit.
0: Is it Nick Lindstrom?
1: No, uh, another Swede. Henrik? Yes, Mr. Henrik Zetterberg.
0: Yes, that's... I keep on getting the one before the most current one.
1: Yeah. It it seems to me you've been playing too much NHL 06 or something, so you're just missing right in between. Uh, Edmonton. Good old Connor McJesus is the captain. Uh, which guy was the captain before then? I remember this pick, and I was like, "Oh my goodness!"
0: See, I'm gonna—I know I've missed it again. It's not Sean Horakoff, is it? No. Did I miss the in-between one again? Uh, yes, it was a good oh. one.
1: Andrew ference right? I think he had just signed with them too, and became the captain. So it was like some weird one. Um, here's another one where I'm. I'm gonna guess you're gonna miss. In, right, you're gonna miss the in between one. Barkov's the captain. Who's the captain before him?
0: Andrew Burnett.
1: Uh, Andrew Burnett was their coach, but he was never captain. Fuck, I think there's <laughs> a captain. I don't think he's even played uh, before them.
0: <laughs> I have no clue.
1: Uh, good old Derek McKenzie. I thought you were going to say Willie. Oh, Mitchell. I never get someone. But uh yeah.
0: Yeah, no. All right.
1: this one you have to get. Uh it's the Kings. Uh Kopitar is the current captain, who's their former Brown. captain? Brown. Good job. Okay, well, we'll just move on because that's just too easy. Uh Minnesota, current captain's Jared Spurgeon, who was captain before that?
0: For Jared Spurgeon, Miko Koivu.
1: Yeah. Did he ever sign a one-day contract back with Minnesota or did he Technically retire as like a Columbus Blue Jacket.
0: I think it was a one day contract.
1: I hope so because that that's like a really bad one, right? Like you leave Minnesota, play like what a game or something, and then you're like, nah, screw this, I'm leaving. Yeah. All right. Uh, Montreal, the good old Nick Suzuki, who was recently named captain. Who was the captain for uh good old Nick?
0: Uh. Shay Weber who's out for the season, along with Nolan Patrick and uh, Robin Leonard,
1: that took you a, a little bit of time there. Shh, we cool. All right, next one we're gonna to go to uh, Nashville. Roman Yossi is the current captain, who was the captain. Oh, the this world? is
0: also another like a grit player that was a, uh, that's like a like a middle middle six type of guy. Uh, I don't know, but it's not a star player,
1: yeah. I know you described Mike Fisher perfectly,
0: yeah. It's a grit player for sure.
1: All right, uh, New Jersey Devils, Nico Heischer is the captain. Who was the captain before him?
0: Uh, Andy Green,
1: yes, the currently unsigned Andy Green, who I'm assuming is probably going to retire. Maybe signs a one-day contract with New Jersey as well. Uh, Islanders. Anders Lee's the captain. Who was the captain before him?
0: I don't even know. Like This one's a hard one. Uh, Anders Lee. Oh, no. Tavares. Yeah.
1: So not as hard as we thought. It was actually pretty, quite easy. Um, next one is the Rangers. This one's actually a hard one because the Rangers hadn't have, had a captain for quite some time, but they recently named a captain of uh, a. I remember Puba. this one
0: though. I remember this one. It's McDenna.
1: Yeah, McDenna. All right. Next is Ottawa. Brady Kachuk's the captain. Who was before him? <laughs> I
0: thought it was Colin White, but like, it's not Colin White. Um, uh... They haven't had a captain in a couple of years, have they? Uh, It's been a couple of years, yeah. So, because I'm, I'm thinking it's Carlson, but I'm like, is there one in between? Is it like Reiki would get missing in between? Is it Carlson?
1: Yeah, it's Carlson.
0: Oh, yes. Okay. I thought there was someone in between.
1: All right. Sidebar. Where does Colin White play? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> If you uh, paid attention to uh, when we played uh, who he played for, he now plays for the Florida Panthers. No,
0: oh, does he? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Should have paid attention. All right, Philadelphia, Claude Giroux. But who's before Giroux?
0: Oh, Mike Richards? Uh,
1: nope, there was a guy in between again.
0: I have no clue. It's just been Claude Giroux for the longest time.
1: It was. Uh... You know, he was only captain for Hot Minute, but uh, Chris Pronger.
0: How old was Chris Pronger by then? He was 37. Oh,
1: jeez. Alright, next we have uh, Pittsburgh. (laughs) Who was the captain before Sidney Crosby? Mario? Yeah, Mario.
0: Yeah, so he was also a young captain as well.
1: Yeah, like it just makes this harder and harder to like think like back like 15 years basically. Uh Logan Couture is the captain of the San Jose Sharks. Who was the captain before him? Pavelski. Yep. And that and he Pavelski got it after Thornton got stripped. And Thornton got it after Marlowe got stripped.
0: <laughs> Are the Jets the new age New Age sharks?
1: <laughs> Maybe. Uh, we're going to skip Seattle because Giordano's been their only captain and he got traded midway through his one season as captain. Uh, St. Louis, captain. Apparently, it's controversial that O'Reilly got it over Tarasenko, according to Tarasenko. But who's the captain before O'Reilly?
0: Petra Angelo.
1: Good job. Uh, Tampa, Stamkos is the captain. Uh, He got named mid- midway through because uh the captain before him got traded was that captain
0: huh because i was gonna say Vinny le cavalier but now i'm wondering if it's brad richards
1: um i don't think brad richards was ever captain um you were right that uh you know they, they get traded midway through the season but it was a uh, martin saint louis in that really weird deal for ryan callahan oh what of Saint Louis was captain? He, for like like so Le Cavalier, Le Cavalier like was captain twenty twelve, twenty thirteen. Um I think he he went to Philly. Or his contract got bought out, right? So he went to Philly. So then Saint Louis was named captain. He was having a great season, but he didn't get named to the Olympic roster. So that and Iserman was like the lead guy. They so kinda had like a falling out, so then he got traded like at the trade deadline.
0: Uh
1: It was a weird one. Um, Toronto, who was the captain before Tavares? Dion. Yep, Dion Fanov. Vancouver, Bo Horvat's the captain. Doesn't have an extension for next season, but who was the captain before Bo Horvat?
0: Before Bo Horvat. Henrik.
1: Yep, Henrik Sedin.
0: I was like, is it Henrik or Daniels? One of those two.
1: I always wondered. Would Henrik and Daniel, would they ever play a game where they just swap jerseys and just see what would happen and see if it would, I'm sure their play styles are slightly different, right? Sedin so was more, of, sorry, Henrik was more of a playmaker, Daniel was more of a goal scorer, but would they ever just play a game where they just traded jerseys and just see what happens? Like, do it like in a preseason game?
0: Yeah, like a preseason game. Like, I could totally see it just being like, shh, we're just going to do it.
1: Like, like, imagine having an identical twin. Like, that would have been awesome. I think as a kid, it's more awesome. Maybe when you get older, it doesn't have that uniqueness. But as a kid, I feel like you can get up so many shenanigans. Just like,
0: Oh, yeah, for sure.
1: Uh, Vegas, we're going to skip because Mark Stone has been the only captain. And we already talked about Winnipeg. So our last one, another old one, but a goodie. Ovechkin's the current captain for the Washington <laughs> Capitol. Who was the former captain? Honestly, I have no clue. Yeah, like this was one that like kind of came from like like this was a weird one too. It was Chris Clark. Who? Chris Clark. He this was like one of those like oh, like uh, I'm a tough guy, not well not a tough guy. Like I'm a depth guy, but like I'm a older guy and this is back when like Washington wasn't good, right? So yeah. It, it was a it was a weird one. I I would say like they've had some weird Captains like they had Jeff Halpern as captain at one point.
0: Oh yeah. Oh six oh seven.
1: Uh oh five oh six. Uh they had Brendan Witt as a captain? That's a weird one.
0: Ooh. But he had a nice flow.
1: <laughs> yeah. They had Steve Conowalchuk as a cap. Ugh, these are some weird picks as captains. I don't like those picks at all. Yeah. But anyway, that was a nice quick quick and easy. Not painful uh, trivia for Alston. I think he did pretty painful.
0: well. Painful. 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 <laughs>
1: it wasn't that bad. But, you know, that's where we kept it nice and breezy today. Um, I, We're going to get into some more heavier contact once, you know, we've seen some preseason games. roster starts filling out and we got, you know, we have a little bit more t- to talk to. But today it's been just nice and quick. Talked about some captains. Uh, I guess McKinnon's a No, McKinnon's not a captain, so. It wasn't all captains today, but, you know, a guy one that... One day
0: I'll go on a rant about alternate captains. I think they're dumb.
1: Okay, yeah. Well, maybe we'll save that for the beginning of our next episode. But, like, do you think McKinnon's ever going to be the captain of his own team?
0: Again, I don't think it matters.
1: But wouldn't that be, like, a shame? Like, one of the greatest players for your franchise and was actually never captain?
0: Again, I don't think it matters just because the leadership in the room is all that matters. And whether or not there is a letter on your jersey doesn't show if you're a leader. D- doesn't necessarily mean you're a leader.
1: Fair enough. Uh, any final thoughts before we wrap up this episode?
0: Wash your damn hands, kids. It's getting cold. Put on a jacket. All right.
1: And for me, you know, try to enjoy the fall. Watch the, the leaves and the colors changes and, you know, enjoy it while we can because snow is coming soon. Whoop, whoop. and we'll talk to you guys in uh, maybe a week maybe in a couple weeks we're not sure we're going to figure it out on our own time and we'll let you guys know
0: alright love y'all thanks for listening to the Fucks Podcast part of the National Podcast Network you want to complain about us you can tweet us at BOP underscore POD on Twitter thanks for listening and we'll see you soon